All right, guys. Welcome to the Leafs and Seven podcast. I'm here with uh, Mike Gamage and Brandon Wilkin. And Go. We're, uh, yeah, we're, we're so excited to get this started here. We're, we're with a Leaf focus, but we're going to do all the NHL, cover news, you know, trades, all the whole thing, all the whole shebang. Um, I've been a Leaf fan since I was uh, really 11, watching every single game. So it's been, you know, a long time. It's been over, you know, 20, almost 20 years of a lot of disappointment, a lot of tears, a lot of joy, but that's what we're here to talk about today. And so, so pumped to have these two guys here. Hey, uh, I'll go next. Uh, my name is Brandon. Uh, same as Camille. I've been a Leafs fan for, uh, I'd say until, since I was about 12 or 13, main, got into it watching, you know, full 82 game seasons. Uh, so about 16 years, been through the worst of it. Uh, Started around the time of the whole 2013 collapse. That was great. And a lot of collapses Simpson. Game seven's brutal. But yeah, still still a fan, still a hard fan. Although they make it quite hard to become a fan. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm Mike. I'm like these guys, but I've been rooted in hockey my whole life as a player. Uh, I coach. I do a lot of stuff in that. So I've been watching since I was really young, because my family also is all about hockey. Um, probably around the same time where I got serious into it, where I started following everything more. So I think we're all we're on that page there. Living the disappointment, lack of playoffs. Had a brief run in the you know late 90s, early 2000s where they were relevant, but been rough since. Uh, yes, before we were fans. Well said, well said. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean, I... I watched then, so <laughs> I mean, I, I watched I then. Like I, I watched '90s hockey, but I, w- I was so young and like, like yeah, I still enjoyed I'm it. Talking about '99 here, but it's yeah. not like yeah, yeah. it is now when we're sitting watching every game. Yeah, sure, right? Like sure. that was I was a kid. I was just like, oh, cool. But uh, yeah, so I, 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 me, you know, me and Mike got a few years on you, Brandon. But I remember we would, you know, I would always go over to my friends' houses when I was young and play like the Super Nintendo like NHL games. Yeah, like you know, you got yeah. Sundin on there and like. Things like that, and <clears throat> yeah, it's it's been a long time. So, but uh, guys, let's let's friggin' let's get into this draft here. Seattle Kraken, new NHL team. Um, let's start off with some Leaf focus. They right, have, so right into the disappointment. Yeah, so they have. Ah. Cl- so Seattle has chosen. Um, we, Jared McCann. Right. Four days after the Leafs <laughs> acquired him. Right. Right. And how, <laughs> how do how do we feel about that, guys? How do we feel? Now, the Leafs got him for a seventh rounder and um, a, a prospect, yep. which that's, that's Phil, cheap. Philip Hollander, right? Philip Hollander. Yeah. Now, at the time of the pick, I was pretty ecstatic about it. Like, he's a solid guy from Pittsburgh. He's gonna, mm-hmm. He can play on your third line center, fourth line center. And at this time, personally, and what all the reports saying was that we're going to lose Kerfoot. I'm not a big fan of Kerfoot, so I was kind of like, oh, cool. You know, he'll play third line center. Kerfoot's going to get selected by the by Seattle. So sure. it works out. Sure. As we now know, McCann was taken by Seattle. And I'm not sure if you guys have been following hockey Twitter, but Leafs fans are pissed. But they've been pissed for the last month, so, like, whatever. Right. Um, it, it's a bad look to get a guy, and it's the first kind of good thing that's happened to the Leafs since we got eliminated again. And the first good thing that's been done is we acquired this guy. We fleece the Penguins, and immediately we lose him for nothing. So here's the thing. I think – does it look like we fleece the Penguins? Maybe. I, I think Penguins were losing him regardless. So they were like – in their minds, they're like, well, we're going to lose this guy anyways. Let's get something back from him. We don't care what. And they're they're familiar with the, same, the prospect they got back because I think he was drafted by them. So – um. Yeah, we got we got Philip Hallander from the uh, Kapanen trade. So um, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, like I'm I'm with you. Like I I was excited to see McCann, but not for the same reasons that you had mentioned. He I was looking at some of his statistics and like you know breaking it down, not just points, but like the shooting percentage and things like that. And this last year with Pittsburgh, um, he had like he had 32 points in 40, 43 games. Like this That's guy, solid. This and this and this. Solid. And, and this guy, he, he's on an upward trajectory. I don't know if he'll mimic that again on, on that same pace, but what does that look like? That looks that looks awfully that, like Zach Hyman's be... numbers. That looks like Zach Hyman numbers. And that guy was mm-hmm. half a million cheaper than Kerfoot. 
Yeah. So. Again, I'm not a I'm not a Kerfoot fan. Um, and also, like like you were saying with his points totals on an 82 game season, that's a 50 point player. Yeah. That's that's good. That's really good yeah. for a seventh round uh, pick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's why me and a lot of Leafs Nation is not really happy with losing for nothing. Um, they like uh, like everyone knows they expose <laughs> they did expose Hall they expose Kerfoot. Um, I would yeah. have rather lost Kerfoot, uh, but then again, if you lose Kerfoot, then it's like, well, you lost Nazem Hadri for Tyson Berry, Berry who sucked, and Kerfoot who you lost for nothing. So that doesn't look good either. So it's kind of a lose lose situation. Either way, one of those play, one of one of those three players is leaving. I like obviously yes. from Dubas well, they ended up protecting Hole. So oh, Sorry? they did, they yeah. did, they did. Right. So like. In Dubas's mind, he's like, I'm gonna try and get a replacement just in case Kerfoot's gone. So it, it's as if for for the Leafs right now, like like you said earlier, Brandon, it's like they've lost a seventh at a prospect in an expansion yeah. draft, which is much better than losing some of the other names that have been out there, in Absolutely. my opinion. Yeah. So and, whether you hate or love Kerfoot, you still gotta like that we lost really relatively nothing. So and I'm gonna look at it from the other way. Like, yes, I was also excited for the McCann, you know, I wanted to see what this guy's all about, but yeah. You know, he's a little cheaper, but the thing with they, they kept, what he did was make sense because he kept the depth. We still got that centerman, the third line centerman, third liner there. Yeah. But also, you know, people forget Kerfoot's, I think, only like a year older than McCann. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People don't realize that. He's still yeah. very young. And yep. I, let's get, uh, yeah, I'd like to see him get a full ring. Like, I'm, like I said, I, w- I would like to see what McCann do, but I'm not, you know, devastated by mm. losing him. Like, we still got Kerfoot. We still have some depth. But I do, I do see where people are mad, you know, losing a prospect and a pick. But like, really, it's a seventh it, pick. Like, it's, it's a seventh round picks. pick. Well, like, what I'm, I, I don't think it's losing the pick per se. It's, I, I feel it's this year more than any other. Fans are angry. Yeah. Right. And they, the Leafs, still haven't given us anything to stop being angry. This was the first kind of thing that's like, all right, that's a step in the right direction, and they lose them for nothing. I think they did it to like like they lost him, yes, but they would have lost somebody else like Kerfoot yeah. as well to well, lose the depth. But I do the I move do see makes that, sense. Sure. The move makes yeah. total sense. But the problem the Leafs are in right now is that the fans are livid with them right now, and they haven't done anything to alleviate that. You you have the your top guys who are making multi million dollars did nothing, and you said nope nope we're not going to lose them. We're keeping them. We're running it back again. But you've said we're running it back again for three years and like four years in a row and get embarrassed every single year. So the fans don't, I don't care about the regular season. Do you? To be fair, to be fair, I think that's a little like, it's a great topic. I, I would say though, yes. for the, for specifically for what we're talking about here. Right. It's, I'm going to, I went off I, on tangent. I, 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 we'll talk about it later. Yeah. I, I would say, <laughs> I would say specifically that, um, a lot of people, you know, and there's some notable hockey people on Twitter as well who are saying that, you know, they want the Leafs to make a big move to win, you know, fans hope back. Like even it, just, to, and I don't want to make a, you know, a move for the sake of making a move, but no, no. in saying that free agency has not happened yet. That's coming up, I think, this Friday, right? So yes. um, deals will be made. Signing is going to happen. Cap space is going to be tight. I would not. I know. I know we have mixed feelings here on Mitch Marner, which we'll get into, but um, I know that exposing a player like that to the draft is is um you, you can't do it yeah you can't do it you're losing him for nothing you can't do it so um now, on that note would you like to talk about the free agents that are available or would you like to continue with seattle let's continue with seattle first because they're, okay. they're a little hype i want to know if there's one thing you guys are surprised about i'm i've got mine um i want to talk a- about carrie i want to talk about carrie price and then mark giordano I- I would like to talk about, let's start with Carey Price then, because I want to talk about Carey Price too. What do you guys think? Would you have taken Carey Price? No. Uh, I'm also no. It'd be hard to say no, I think, because it's Price. But I honestly like where they went with the goaltenders, so I I don't hate it. But it's Mm. Price, that name, it's so hard, especially after the playoffs you just had. Oh, Oh, yeah. And you want to make some money selling jerseys on your first year. You get Carey Price jerseys. Sold. Now, I personally, looking at the picks, they went. They went just. It was boring. Like there was no yeah, fun 100%. picks. Like personally, you got 
not to go into spoilers and other stuff, but you had Max Domi who was available. You had Tarasenko that yep. was available. You had Carey Price that was available. Not one, not any of them. Really? It's all, it's all young guys. I, I mean, like Camille said, the, uh, the free agency in the draft is Friday. There's going to be a lot of moves. Uh, Vegas last year made uh, 10 trades uh, in that, in that time frame last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. So there's going to yep. be moves. And Seattle's really low on the cap right now. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have the cap friendly up right now, but uh, so what are they? One of the one of the reasons, and I'm with Mike on this. So let's let's just like break it down here. So Carey Price, outstanding talent, revival in the playoffs, especially over the last couple of years. Um, You know his team hasn't had great regular season success, right? But this guy's been a stud for them in the playoffs, like a stud for them. And I like what Montreal did because. You know the uh, the Seattle um, executive team literally came out and said, "Going forward with this draft, um, salary cap is the number one priority." What does Montreal do? Yeah, we're going to expose Price to protect Jake Allen, knowing that you're not going to take Price and take the gamble. They couldn't take Price and trade him away because he only waived his no movement clause specifically for the expansion draft. Yeah. So they're locked into that. What was it? A ten million dollar contract? It's a lot of money to tie up in a goaltender. I love Carey Price. Holy. I know he's. One of the, the probably the best goalie of that generation, um, but, but he's he's, he's, old, he, he's getting older, he's and getting older. his contract still got a lot, lot of term on it. So yes. I I think it makes sense what they what they did. Um, it makes absolute sense. I just wanted the chaos. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I want some fun. I wanted some fun. An explosion of fun. That's yeah. why. That's why moving from Carey Price. If we're ta- not, if we want to disregard the agent stuff, mm-hmm. why did we not? Why was Max Domi not taken? Yeah, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Instead of Max Domi, they take mm-hmm. Gavin Bayruler. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yes, solid. He's a he's apparently a good defenseman. Um, he's going to be a third pairing guy, a uh, young guy. But Max Domi <laughs> is a solid, solid player. He's not. He's not. Old, he's not aging like Carey Price. He's on a decent contract. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. you take Max Domi? They're being too conservative with their with their cap. I think very conservative with their like, cap. Like, what are they thinking right now? Like, who's our top six right now? Like, I know they have the free agency and trades and all this mm-hmm. in the draft, but come on. Like, I, I thought Max told me it was a no brainer personally, but same. Well, you know what's really interesting, right? Is like we we say, oh, why didn't they take this player next player? And it's like there's only two teams in this league that have had the luxury now of having this expansion draft the way it's done in this particular manner, which obviously Vegas and now Seattle. And I was talking with Mike about this. I just cannot stomach the fact that Vegas didn't have to give up a player, even though they've been I, in the, the cup, like, you know, top it's four. Yeah, they, made it, the, it, like, they made the cup final their first year. Yeah. And, and now I'm not sure if that that's, you know, in the league and like that that's a rule beforehand, you know, okay, you know what, this team's going to suffer for a while. Like, we don't know how they're going to do. So the next expansion it, draft are exempt from it. But I mean, it, it was actually not an NHL rule. That was something Vegas um, put into their original contract. They, they, they negotiated that when they got in because at the time they knew someone was in, in the, the rumblings works, for yeah. another team. So they negotiated that into their deal, saying when there's another expansion, two, three, four years, we will not lose a player. Right. Not knowing they were going to be freaking <laughs> top tier team, right? Yeah, yeah, crazy. Um, just uh, to give you guys a by the numbers thing, um, this is on Twitter by uh, David Centrino. Um, so for the Seattle Kraken roster, we have in terms of experience, six thousand two hundred sixty-four NHL regular season games which is uh, quite a bit. Two Stanley Cup winners, which is important. Um, six countries represented. Seven former first-round draft picks. I don't know if that means first-round overall. I'm pretty sure it just means first-round in first general. Round. First yeah, round. and then the average age is 26 years. Young team. Um, now, yeah. you want to know why why it's so young? Do you want to know the cap hit of the team right now? Yeah, what's that? The cap hit right now in an $81.5 million cap uh, league, they're mm-hmm. only at 52 Wait, what? Really? They're at fifty-two million in cap hit, fifty-two point five. Oh yeah, I see it here now. That's insane. They, they got to be planning some free agents or something. Oh yeah. There's no reason some of the peelers they should they should have taken they did. Like, so we'll go over it later. But there's yeah. a lot of big free agents this year. A lot of them. So but, at least right now I'm on 
Oh, I'm on Sports Track right now, and mm-hmm. yeah, I can see that. That's that's insane. Is that with all the? Yeah, that's with all. The that's players. with everybody. That's... Uh, so according to Cap Friendly, that 52, they have a projected cap space of 28.95 million dollars. Wow. Like I understand. I under, is that like an ownership thing? Is that an ownership decision? How does that work? They just decided to go really young and low contracts. Like like uh, we were saying, there were so many big names that they could have taken, but they were a little higher in cap space, like six, seven, eight million dollars. Most of their like I'm just reading off the cap friendly here. Their highest paid guy is Giordano at six point seven. Yep. Then it goes to Eberle at five point five. And then it just drops from there. It's it's yeah. a risky play for sure, though, because you know if some of these young guys don't work out. You're putting yourself in a hole. I mean, their their two goalies are very young goalies. Um, Chris Drieger is three point five mil, um, twenty seven years old. He's decent, but he doesn't really have a ton. Like he he was a he was a bona fide starter last year, and he played um, he played pretty well, 23, though, like... 23 games. But he had a 927 yeah. save percentage, but only 23 games. And that was his I, biggest I like him personally. I, I like I the do decisions oh, they made for sure. Great, great decision. I'm I'm just saying you don't really have you don't have you had big prime guys that were available, and they just decided not to with the exception of Yanni Gord right. uh and Giordano, who's you know, he's 37, but he's still Giordano. Sure. But you had you had a bunch of big names that you didn't go for. So I'm assuming they've got some trades in the, in the slot right now with almost 30 million in cap space. Well, that's it, right? Like we've got free agency coming up. Maybe they're thinking, okay, you know, we've, we've taken these picks. Um, but why, why use some of our picks on guys who we know are going to be, you know, free agents I and mean, we can get them and sign them around in a couple of days, you know, maybe yeah. we're, they're going to go after some new players as well there through that market and spend some more of their cap i do have concerns with honestly uh their their offense and how like how it's divided like i just obviously like you know they've got everybody they've got um they've got yanni they've got a bunch of good like like good they've players they've got mccann yeah they've got like good solid <laughs> players but there's not that one i have to be careful here because i said this with vegas when they became a team but they don't have that one bonafide, you know, superstar. The closest thing would be, I don't know, maybe like in terms of big names, at least it's like Eberle, Giordano, Yon- Yanni Gord, Yanni Gord, Yanni Gord's their big guy. But yeah. if you think about Vegas, they got superstar, like they got Flurry. They had Flurry, yeah. And Flurry, and Flurry was still Flurry. Yep. Just. um Unfortunately for Pittsburgh, uh, they they bet on Matt Murray, and that is uh, definitely not the right thing to do. Uh, I I don't. I mean, you can't blame that decision. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. At the time, it made sense. It's just yeah. in hindsight. Yeah. Now yikes. looking at it. Yeah. Well, not even just that, but it's also the the team in general has gotten a little bit. Mm. You know, they've gotten a little bit older, a little bit more weak. But um, okay. Yeah. Well. So we got okay. So I think we can all agree that price not going would like price going would have been chaotic. Is there any other moves here that surprise you guys? Like in particular with any players? For me, it's Mark Giordano, just because honestly, I, captain of the Calgary Flames. Mm-hmm. Not that that would you know dissuade anyone, but I, I thought they'd maybe go younger with a with a higher level. But I guess maybe he was one of the only defensemen available at that skill level. And yeah, I don't know. That that's my that's my pick. Veteran presence, uh, yeah. Calgary. I know uh, they've complained a lot about him. He doesn't necessarily show up in the playoffs. That's been their big thing. Not that it's their team. I'll say their team doesn't either. So <laughs> yeah. fits right but, in. Sounds yeah. like a leaf already. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I don't. I don't spend a lot of time on Calgary Twitter no. or Calgary stuff. Right, I'm a Leafs fan. Yeah. Uh, but from what I've heard, it's a lot of complaints about when they do make it in. Uh, he's a no show. Mm. Like a certain couple players from our team, but like we'll just uh, go past that. <laughs> mm. um, the other one, a um, couple of small ones. If um, not much else to talk about, other than a couple of small ones, I wanted to talk about was uh, Morgan Geeky from Carolina. He's a yep. center. Yep. He's a, a lot of talks about him being like a breakout guy. Like he's going to be. Um, like you said, Vegas had a bunch of guys that were like no name guys, and as soon as they, they started playing, it's like, oh crap, this guy's awesome, right? 
Um, Morgan Geeky might be one of those guys. He's a center. Uh, he's def- he's played top six minutes. Yep. Um, young guy. So that, that could be a pretty decent breakout guy there. Um, the other one I'd like to talk about, and I, I mentioned this uh, while we were talking earlier, uh, Dallas, they took uh, – um, what's his face? I can't pronounce the name. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it, sorry? Uh, it's from Dallas. Uh, it's Jamie Olikiak. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Not Ale- No, no, is it? Alexiak. I'm an idiot. I should know all the good. name. It's all I good. I can't read my handwriting. But, yes, Jamie Alexiak. And uh, he was a he wasn't he didn't have a contract, but they did sign him, so mm. they don't have to worry about that. Big dude, uh, yeah. you're talking about having a good guy on defense. He is his defensive numbers are solid. Not not a very offensive defenseman. He's a stay at home defenseman. Six seven, two hundred ninety five pounds. Two ninety five. Two ninety five. Big boy. Guy should be playing football. Yes, <laughs> that's uh. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, that's insane. I think, I He's think I'll 20. go back. I think I'll go back and edit what I said a little bit here after looking up the Vegas Golden Knights initial uh, draft mm-hmm. here. They had some pretty big names. They well, they're big names now, but they weren't then. But they just proved themselves as stars, yeah, right? We're looking they got at like chance. Exactly. Absolutely. But this is the Leafs in seven. Why is it the Leafs in seven? Because one day they're going to win a game seven. <laughs> and I want to talk about. It's been a while. I want to talk about where they're going from here. We've got free agency coming up in the next yep. couple of days. Um, the Leafs, as we as we all know, don't have a ton of cap. We've got, no. but there is something breaking that I want to bring up to you guys here that Uh-oh. I just saw, you know, a little bit before we actually started the show here, and it was a tweet, and I'm going to find it here from, I believe it was from Elliot Friedman. Let me okay. see. Solid here. source. Solid source. Let's see. I have some stuff to talk about with the with the Leafs cap going forward that I'm very concerned about. So I want you to do what talk about what you're saying with the good news first. Well, Mike's gonna love this. Mike's gonna <laughs> oh, love this. Okay. I, I can't wait. Hang on. I I gotta I gotta see if it was it was Elliot or I'll, I'll find it. But mm-hmm. it sounded like Zach Hyman. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> As Mike's already oh. shaking, not not a popular oh. opinion that Mike has on Zach Hyman with Leafs Nation, oh. but. That Zach Hyman is apparently engaging, at least in these preliminary discussions, of a possible eight-year deal with lower AAV. So I've heard that was what they were trying to do, and he turned them down because they they couldn't get the AAV high enough. They offered him an eight-year, I think it was eight by five, they offered him reportedly. And now that, and they, they offer that to him. And then he asked to talk to teams, and the team did give him the options to talk to teams. Right. So as far as I know, the last thing I heard was that uh, there's a lot of Canadian teams really interested in him. Um, Ottawa and Edmonton, and I believe Vancouver were all interested in Zach Hyman. Because you right. know, he's, he's great, and it, it, you'd be an idiot to lose him for nothing. Sure. So this is what I saw. This is what I see on Sportsnet right now. Um, this is an article from today. Um, so Zach Hyman was actually in Edmonton visiting the Oilers uh, as you were, you know, we were talking about that discussion. Um, there remains a possibility of a signing trade scenario with the Leafs that could get him a max of an eight-year term. I don't know what that looks like, but that's from Chris Johnson, uh, Sportsnet. I, uh, I I'm gonna be full. I, I know how passionate Leafs Nation is about Zach Hyman. I understand how hard of a worker he is. I've watched his games. I think he's a great guy to have on your third line, especially when he gets away from some of those top shutdown defensemen. He obviously has played on the first line. He's had power play time. He's had some good success there. I'm not saying he can't do that. I've always wanted to see what would happen with a more skilled Zach Hyman on that line. I know it's very hard to do. It's like, oh my god, like you, you want everything given to you. But I, I would just imagine, you know, like a. I've always thought of having like a Taylor Hall on that wing or something like that to that effect. Um, Zach, for me, if he comes back at anything over, <sighs> anything over four for me, I think it's too much for this team. I'm sorry, just for what he brings. I mean, for I the team, we... for the team itself, yes, I agree. <clears throat> yeah. The issue I have. Um, 
is like you said, you wanted a more skilled Zach Hyman. Mm-hmm. You put you putting him on the line. They kept putting him on the first line with Matthews and Marner, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Marner, who we know is petrified of going into the corner, and Matthews, who kind of just sits it like goes into corners, but he likes to ha- like Hyman gets him and Marner the puck. We need a shot. We right. Like, what do you what 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 happens to that line when you don't have the the hound dog going into the corner? Marner's not going in the corner, and Matthews will sometimes go into the corner. So who you put on that line? Well, that yeah, that that's so that's defined <clears throat> on the dump and chase, right? That's defined on the dump in the corner dump and rough chase play. Chase is terrible, and I hate when they play it. Sure. Uh, one thing that Matthews can do really well, like a lot of skilled players, even though they they may not go in the corners as much as the grinder. <laughs> Is Matthews is very good with his stick. Yes. Like he's able to win puck battles with his stick and body position because he's a big guy. Um I think I still think there's more to Matthews to come than what he showed. Oh, yeah. I Matthews think he's is, going to get Matthews better. Matthews is phenomenal. The I problem, think he's going you, to get better. But, but you need someone on that line who's gonna go into those corners. And we do we sorely lack in that. Is there and anyone in Risa. free agency that would address that? Well that's affordable. Yes. I, I have an in law. Not a logical solution, but oh, great one. if it could happen, that'd be what you, what Gabe Landeskog. But Gabriel Landeskog, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, Mike's Mike's a huge fan. Mike, oh, no, tell us about Gabriel, Mike. I, oh. I don't even need to again, guys. Well, I apparently do because he's. I think he's a very underrated player still for what he brings to the team because people don't talk about him enough. But mm-hmm. I'm a little biased because I'm a big uh, Kitchen Ranger fan where he, where he came up in Neo. So. Would you I like know that's to not know realistic, what he, but would you like to know what he turned down from um, Colorado? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, they offered him uh, reportedly seven and a half over eight, and he said no. No, no way. He wants to make money. He does, I, the he problem is it. on his team. The yeah. the talent. He's the third best forward on that team. He's the third best player on that team. Sorry, Nathan McKinnon makes less than that. You're not For making now. more than Nathan McKinnon. Mm. Uh, I would, does, I would, I, he I he brings that. more to the table than McKinnon, I think. But obviously, yeah. McKinnon, I think, is an overall better hockey player, like mm. scoring wise and stuff. But but he wants to make heads over Nathan McKinnon. It's or, just not happening. Or like so, I, I I saw an article a few days ago, um, where he Gabriel Landeskog had said, "I wanted, I didn't want to play a contract year. I wanted to be signed a year ago for this team." Yeah, it could be right. Something like that. So I'm almost wondering if there's a and again, not to read too much into it, but when things like that, you don't, you kind of don't get your way or like things aren't going well. You're, you're playing, you know, that full year out yeah. waiting for a contract. You're like, why didn't they sign me a year ago? Then they offer me this amount. There could be maybe that. I mean, again, maybe there's nothing, but maybe there's something more to it. Um, well, I would sh- I would love for him to be a, a oh, that would be it's not going to happen. But no, no. it's not. They, oh. He's going to we would have to offer him. He's going to get paid on the free agency. He's going to get nine, nine and a half. This is why. Sorry, going back quickly to the, the Kraken. Yeah, he was he was available. I know it's a big risk because there's been rumblings of contract talk stuff. Yeah. But honestly, if I'm the GM, I take a shot. I mean, I try to talk him. Like, hey, look at look at Vegas. Look how good they were. We can pay you. We can maybe be competitive right away. Take a 100%, shot. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Like I don't know if he has a no movement clause, Brandon. If you if you know anything about that, like I mean, he's a well, no, he's a free he, agent. He's a free agent now. Yeah, so, but before yeah. before, I'm not sure if he had a no movement clause. I'm just curious, like if you know how those discussions work, right? Like, do, does executive do executives reach out and be like, "No, this guy is really not interested in coming to this team." Like, I don't know how that works at all. But man, what a great pick that would have been. He's 28 years old. This guy has, you know, not only does he bring, you know, it's not just points, leadership, um, physicality, physicality. You know, t- great two-way player. There's nothing I, you can't say anything bad about Gabriel Landeskog. You'd want him on your team, no matter where oh, you are. You want him on your team. Phenomenal player. Phenomenal player. Five hundred and twelve points in six hundred eighty-seven uh, career games. Um, you know he's a plus player. Uh, he, does, he does everything. He hits is great, man. Like we can dream. We can dream. But well, we may yeah, not get Landeskog. But would you like to hear some of the other top guys uh, that the Leafs may want to look into getting? Well, how about we how about we do this? How about we address what the least roster is today, right now, before free agency? What do we have? Where are the holes? A disappointment. That is not what I'm going for. <laughs> I want some positivity. <laughs> I want some. I want some roster slots. So right, right now, 
Um, okay. If uh, I'm going to pull up the Leaf roster here. Um, so before, let's let's say generally before we get into the, we'll we'll go through each player, but mm-hmm. let's in general, what do you think? Personally, high octane offense. Um, now, uh, currently, good defense, like solid defense, defense, mm-hmm. and uh, Jack Campbell on the back end, solid starter. We have no backup goaltending. Will have mm-hmm. to be addressed. And my issue with the team forward wise is the forwards themselves are not great defensively. And if if uh, Matthews, Marner, uh, Tavares, and Nylander aren't scoring, the, you're not getting any goals. So, and we saw that in the playoffs. Matthews and Marner were invisible, and we got and our high flying off- offense wasn't there, especially against someone like Carey Price. So I don't. I mean, I'd have to look specifically at goals for it. Like in past years, I've always saw at least as high octane offense. No. This year, I thought it was more balanced than it ever it was has been. Mu- they played a lot more. Uh, like they they would get the lead and they would actually defend rather yeah. than get beaten. Like just they they use their biggest issue up until this year, which they made a massive improvement on, was that they would get a lead and then forget how to play hockey. It's like they it's like they left during the second period and let the Marlies play the third. And it happened Sh- way too often. Sure. Yeah. I'm but more more importantly, it's like it let's like uh, the four players aside that we're talking about the core four, we talk about Tavares, Marner, Matthews, Nylander. Um that's a that's a staple, at least for now, that they're staying. Yes. In terms of gaps that we have with the little cap space that we have, we are really, really weak at left wing. Very, we have, very. If we lose uh, Hyman, we have no left wing for the top line position, and we have no left wing for the second line position either. We we are we're missing two left wingers. Our only um, players that can play left are Nylander. He's he's called a right wing left wing. He plays right wing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Mikheyev plays left. Uh, he's mostly plays right. And Simmons, mm-hmm. which he's he's on the fourth line. And Mikheyev played really well in the third line for what his role is, right? Like third what line. he he brings he brings a good checking, um, good pe- like you know for what for what he does. But like what 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 do you, do you how, do, how do you address the two left wings? They're gonna have to take a shot with some guys like you know, yeah. Nick Robertson, these younger guys. Which they, they will to. bring them yeah. up. Give them some time. Uh, does Nick Robertson play left? I think so. I think he does. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I like Nick Robertson myself. I, I want to see definitely want to see him some more if. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think he's saving grace yet, but I think he's got potential. No, no. But he, he's and... he he can. You throw him in the third on the third line, he'll do some stuff. I, I remember Even eventually the give him, last you year. know some give him some power play time, maybe yeah. some second line action. See if he can what he can do with those guys. But you know, McCann would have been nice. Is he could yeah. play off to me, right? And that's why that's where my like my bitterness is is that we had a guy who, in my opinion, especially on the top line. Had a real good shot at mimicking Hyman-like production numbers, mm-hmm. being cheap, <clears throat> young, and also he's good defensively. He has great defensive analytics. People rave about him defensively, and he has a great shot. I mean, it's just there's so many potential things there, but I don't want to be talking about it. Or I'll get upset. But um, Nick Robertson, the last time I saw him play was against Columbus in the yeah. play-in round, and I saw a kid who liked to w- shoot. Loved to shoot, but also was not NHL ready. He got bullied. I mean, he was, he got, he was 18. So. Well, yeah, he was 18. I mean, yeah. I mean, are you describing the entire Leafs roster? <laughs> no, no, no. This was this was a special case. This this kid was thrown around like a rag doll. I think that's kind of to be expected. I mean, he was the new guy coming mm-hmm. in. It was his first time in the NHL. Thrown in. They in the they playoffs. targeted him. Right, like they 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 targeted him. I think in a normal regular season, you get him some more games. It's not going to be that way. And I've heard that he's actually been putting on a lot of muscle too. It's important, yeah. yeah. No, for sure. He's been adding some size. It's been a year. It's going to be like two years. Um, okay, okay. Something I want to ask you guys. Yeah. Morgan Riley is up next year. Mm-hmm. Now this whole thing with Zach Hyman, we're losing a good guy for nothing. Mm-hmm. Do we lose Morgan Riley next year for nothing, or do we make a trade? I've talked with Mike about this in length. I've enjoyed Morgan Riley on the Leafs. 
I've really enjoyed him on the Leafs. I know he's had ups and downs, but every player has ups and downs. Mm -hmm. I've still enjoyed him a lot. I think he's a, you know, the teammates love him a lot. He's just a good guy. Um, But I do not want to see him leaving next year in free agency for nothing. My thoughts exactly. And if I'm, again, if I'm Kyle Dubas or if I'm that executive team and I'm, you know, trying not to get ahead of myself, like, oh, I got to focus on next season, I've got to know where he stands mm-hmm. because he's going to command a lot of money. He's, he's yes. making a bargain right now. Yes. He makes uh, uh, I think, five I think he, right now. He makes 5 million right now. He's, yes. well, he's going to ask for eight or nine. He's yes. going to ask for. No, yeah. So with that being said, I would love to see a preemptive, you know, move, whether that's like a salary, a salary dump or a, a trade for a pick. And we can use that for a free agent, something that gets him out and another player in because you lose Morgan Riley for nothing. And you've got, you know, you're all of a sudden a lot, uh, a lot, a lot weaker at the back end. Yeah, yeah, it's a bad omen. Um, and we've got, yeah. It, you think about it. If you lose Riley for nothing, uh, say they don't do anything again, mm-hmm. um, and say, say worst case scenario, we ro- roll it back, and mm-hmm. next year, personally, I think there's a chance we don't make the playoffs in this division that we're going to be in next year. Hmm. Based on our team, based on them rolling back what they did and us having just the way of the roster set up and the way we can't really do much with our cap space, we're against Tampa and Boston again next year. And like every year before, we were always third or a lot or a um, wild card spot. So there's a chance we don't even make it. We, we la- technically last year, we shouldn't have made the playoffs if it wasn't for the, you know, the Panini going around and we had the the bubble we wouldn't have made the playoffs mm, there's yeah, a solid there's a solid chance we don't make it ne- not a solid chance but you know there's set a 30 percent chance we don't make it next year in my personal opinion but say i say we make it in we get thrown up first round again so you do that you've run it back now you don't now morgan riley's up sure flat, cap still flat mm-hmm. do you like we're, like, what does Kyle Dubas do? I, per, I think Kyle Dubas gets fired if we lose in the first round again next year, and he doesn't do anything this year. But what do you? What do the Leafs do if you Morgan Riley's up and you don't make that move? Because you can't make a move for picks where we are in the development of the team. Because picks are later, and mm-hmm. later is Matthews only has two years after next year, mm-hmm. so that that pick isn't going to be ready. Yeah, so uh, again, uh, there's all these what if scenarios and like we, we can go ahead in time yeah. and things like that. I think what's most important is obviously like here and now, I think I agree with taking early action on Morgan Riley. Yes. I'd like to see I'd love to know <clears throat> with the agent right now what those conversations have looked like. Are there any or are there not? Have you engaged them? Because mm-hmm. you should try and get a clear idea. I think there's a real good sh- I'll, I'll, I'll say this. If the Maple Leafs are not in a playoff spot come say January or February, then you have to trade Morgan Riley at the trade. I think out. Morgan Riley's gone for yes. sure. Yes. Um, yeah, it's that really being a, said, oh, go ahead, Mike. I was, I was just going to say it's really a tough spot for Dubis because, mm-hmm. again, like uh, I, personally, I think they like the good shot to make playoffs. I think they're we're a deep enough team where we could. Yep. But we're just like we're at a bad point where like we're good enough to get there, but we've shown we can't compete yet, no. and we aren't changing enough. No. But again, you know, if you keep Morgan Riley because you think mm-hmm. you can make the run and you fail. You're done. It's you trade them too early, and yes. you know if yep. things go to crap. You know people are going to shit on you either way. So yep, it's right. rough spot. But that's being a jam, though. That's not your job. I mean, he's he put them in this position. He, you, you don't put that much money in your top forwards because we don't have that. We can't afford the depth, and every, we kind of all knew that going in. And he, Kyle Dubas has a has kind of a. Um, a um, I can't think of the word right now. He's got a thing going on where he likes, he loves his own guys. Like the amount of guys he signed from the Sioux Greyhounds where he <laughs> used to be, uh, he yeah. gives those guys good money. Like Dermot shouldn't have gotten the contract he got. Derm- Dermot's, I don't think it's a bad contract. It's not I, don't a th- bad, I don't think so either. It's not a terrible contract. Yeah, but it's not a terrible contract, but from what he's playing and he was scratched most of last year, he didn't play in the playoffs. I think he played one game. You're, you're paying a guy $1.5 million to sit on the bench. Keep in mind I, that wasn't, well, I mean, yeah, he didn't. Well, he like, didn't so what, what I would say, what I would say to that is that 
1.5 million for extra insurance on the back end, in That's my fine. opinion, is yeah, pretty I'm, feasible. I'm like, not saying it's hor- I'm just, I'm just pointing out he likes to to pay his guys. That's sure. just kind of what I'm getting. He loves to pay his guys. Hmm. And um, that's kind of what we felt, saw with the top end. Like, I all, all those contracts are really, really, really high. I mean, especially with Marner at the time, Panarin was a free agent. He makes less than Marner, and Panarin. Right. I would rather have Panarin on my team over Marner any day of the week. And I love. I used to love Marner. I got a Marner jersey. Love the guy. Not the last two years, but I'll say I'll say the, this. Mm. I love Marner in the regular season. When love Martin, the there's no stakes and but he's flying around like a kid and he's just, but that's the problem. And I don't know about you guys, but watching, we've had enough time to see Marner can't play playoff hockey as sure. a top, as a top guy making $11 million. He cannot play playoff hockey. He could, if he was your second line guy, then he's not, it doesn't have the focus on, but playoff hockey is different. And he, the way he plays, he doesn't get any aggression in him. He's still scared to go in the corners. He's avoiding hits all the time. He can't play the play. He can't play playoff hockey. I he was completely invisible this year. Last the last thing I remember Marner doing in the playoffs was blocking that shot to the with his face a couple years ago. I think against Washington. And how and do I, you how do you, how would you feel? Because <clears throat> I just want to go back to this free agency thing. But how would you feel if I said to you that? Since the Leafs have made the playoffs again in, I believe it was 2016, the year Austin Matthews was drafted, Marner has led the team in playoff points. That's surprising. I know, but and that's sad because we've it's really. But how many how many of those have been assists? Sure, no, absolutely. Because there's such a thing as secondary, and I know Marner's an assist god, especially in the in the regular season, but. And you can get points, and getting points is great. He didn't get them last year, but <laughs> if you if you the eye like there's the numbers, and then if you look at him playing, mm-hmm. he he is not playing the same as he did in the regular season because he can't. Mm-hmm. Matthews was shut down, like he was just shut down somehow by Philip Deneau. But Philip Deneau apparently was a, a great shutdown guy this playoffs, but. Matthews he was, was shut in the down. regular season too, to be honest. He was, but he yeah. he was a solid shutdown guy. But Matthews was shut down. Marner just can't, and he's done it every year. He can't play his style in the playoffs. He can't, and it's very apparent that. He, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, like Camille said, he's solid in the regular season, but the second the playoffs hit, it's a different game. They're not calling the same penalty. They're calling like no penalties. And it's much more aggressive. And for Marner, who's avoiding hits all the time, and he would rather get off the puck than get hit. It it doesn't. You can't have him as your top guy making eleven million dollars. Sure. Yeah. And this brings to the point for me. My biggest thing with the Leafs in the playoffs is they do not adapt. No. They not keep at all. trying the same game plan, and they they literally like, they can't enter the zone. How they don't just they like nope. Let's stick it out. Let's keep see it through. Familiar story. Let's see this through. Let's keep it going. <laughs> yeah. And they don't like they uh, just don't adapt. It's it's mind boggling. Yeah, they they don't adapt normally. And then the biggest thing that they don't adapt is the power play. Yes, the power play on the Leafs this year. Manny Ultra. Holy crap, man! So <laughs> this guy was a penalty kill expert. As is, you know, as a career, and when they when they got hired as the power play coach, I was always, I was like, huh, that's interesting. You know, you think he'd be hired for the PK role, but they they had him. I'm not saying you can't do the power play role, but I just that was an like beginning of the season, amazing. After about two months, gone because they can't adapt. Because they can't adapt. My, yeah. Mike's completely right about that. I think this also comes down on on Keith as well because I mean, yes, Mahoch yeah. is the power play yeah. coach, but like you're the head coach, you step in and say this isn't working. Let's let's shake it up here. Now he's starting to get the same issues as uh, Babcock had because we when we got rid of Babcock, what was everyone's biggest biggest or uh, complaint about him? He was stubborn, you and go. that is what Keith is doing. He's stubborn. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a bit of optimism here. I have a few things to say just right. because I've been listening to a bit of negativity. Yeah, uh, please give me something. So, yeah. So, uh, all right, Kyle Dubas, 
I'm going to start there. I'm going to start with the general manager. He made some big signing mistakes that I think he will never admit this to the media or to anyone else. This is the optimism part. He he would there. He's getting there. He would always he would he would want to go back and fix those if he could. You know he 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 would want to. He was beginning. So the very first time uh, this happened was not with Mitch Marner. It was actually with William Nylander when he held out. And you know this is uh, Kyle's first year as a general manager of the National Hockey League. Obviously he's experienced. He had an assistant role with the Marlies. Um, They've won a championship, things like that. But it's it's not the same pedigree. One thing Kyle Dubas has done really, really well and that I think he does as good as any GM in the league is trades. I think his trades have been, for the most part, really, really solid. I, we, you know, we got Jack Campbell. We got Jake Muzzin. Um, I understand the Kadri deal is what people wanted, but there's there's some even that McCann deal there at the end, like how we try how his trades to me. I've never I'm never left wondering why with him it, it doesn't it hasn't happened yet i'm not sure if you guys feel the same way for the um, most part i agree yeah, I would agree yeah the, his part. trades have always been very solid so with that being said i do not think and it could be too late for the leafs i don't know i, I but my optimism is i do not think kyle dubas will ever make those mistakes again as a general manager i don't think he'll do it again i don't think it'll happen again player waits out he's not going to fold again um it may again it may be too late with the Leafs. we may be stuck with those four contracts i don't know but that's my first Part of optimism there. I do agree, though. However, with what Brandon said earlier, is that if the Leafs are out round one again next playoffs, I think it's not just Dubis. I think it might be the whole oh, sweep. coaching staff. I th- no, I think I, I think the whole sweep. Not, uh, you got to look at the president level. Like how how much are the Tannenbaums and Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment going to put up with Brandon Shanahan and his plan? Right. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, anyways, go pivoting away from that. I wanted to also address. Um, after you know, after talking about uh, Kyle Dubas a little bit, was obviously Keith. I, I think, I think this is the year. Like either way, if you're a Leafs fan and you're listening to this, or you're not listening to this, I don't care. This is the year where it's kind of a do or die thing. So you can be really salty that they don't make the playoffs or they lose first round again. I can tell you with almost certainty. I I, I would I will I will I'm gonna put this out there. I will pay you know a hundred dollars to any charity that this team will not come back the same way if they're out again. And I firmly believe that. Can I say I was sick of hearing that last year? Yep, that's fine. I think this year is different. I think I this year's failure year. is different. I heard that last year. Last year, we didn't even make the playoffs. That's why it's different. So last year, I didn't think we had a business being in the playoffs. I didn't think we had a business being in the play-in round. We were there. This year, bad. and you can talk about the North Division, and uh, you know what? Montreal had a great playoffs. Um, yes. Kudos to them. We were one goal away, and we had three chances to close it out. Yes, embarrassing. That's why embarrassing. I think it will be different. That, but that's, but you're asking, you're saying, you know, I heard this last year. That's why I think it will be different going forward. I don't think they'll let that happen again. If they but, like, I don't think, and I, I say they, I don't mean management. Kyle Dubas, I mean literally specifically higher executive order i don't okay. i don't see it happening again even if they're getting money in for tickets things yeah. like that uh, you know. i'm i'm very glad you said higher management not the players because my mm. issues i a lot of the p- problems that they had uh less so this year actually because they they kind of fixed it a bit they had a lot of issues where they just stopped like they're they'd have games where they just didn't show up at all mm-hmm. like their, their biggest thing i don't know if you guys remember Almost every single year, up other than this year, they had a consistent issue with not showing up in the first period. Almost, it was like every other game they would just get blown out in the first period, and then have to make like this amazing comeback. Th- and this it was year, so con- no, th- th- not this year. Oh, every sorry, year, okay. this year had a couple. I mean, I have an well, issue with them. Ah, uh, uh, what was it? That's going to happen to any team, right? No, but. Th- but. No, but I have an issue, you know, like they played the Canucks after they were off for a month with COVID and then got spanked by the Canucks somehow. Mm-hmm. Half the team was still sick. Mm-hmm. That's an issue. Or um, look at the playoffs, like against Montreal, the one game when they were like gone, like they were down like what, 3-0 and then the last 10 minutes they said, hey, yep. you should play hockey. And then yep. look at that, they t- yeah. sent it over time. That's the most infuriating thing. They can do it. It's yeah. just sometimes yeah, they, they don't give a shit. Yep. And it's Looks very like apparent when you watch them play. It's like, no, 
I've seen you dist- I've seen you dominate no problem. Why don't why don't you just do that most of the time? You can do it. You're being paid to do it. You have the skill to do it, but you don't. Right. And that's the most infuriating part is watching this team that's making crazy amounts of money not care. And that's the biggest thing with the lease and that's why I was a very big very big on we need to get rid of one of the top four this year because we said it last year and we didn't do it last year and we said it this year and we didn't do it this year. And then next year we're going to say it again because if Dubas stays, they're going to say it again because he loves his guys and this team, this, this is this city is like scared of change. And I don't know if you guys watched it, but when um, we were doing the uh, end of season interviews, Matt, uh, someone asked Matthews about Marner being traded and he pretty much laughed in their face. So me and Mike actually discussed that. And I think we can both agree. I, I don't think he laughed. Like, in my opinion, that was actually more of an ignorant question by the reporter because the, he didn't laugh in their face. What he what they said was, you think there's a good possibility of maybe, you know, the core four not working out. And then he said, maybe, good luck with that. Yeah, he said, good luck with that. So the reason he's saying that you got to keep in mind, these guys are these guys are friends. These guys are teammates. What do you expect him to say? Like. He's not gonna like, throw his teammate under the he's bus. He's not gonna throw his teammate under the bus, no. right? Like, but that, that's the thing. That's what I'm. So, I'm. I'm not saying he should have said, "Yeah, we should trade Marner," but he knows how pissed off the fan base is at him specifically and at Marner specifically. You don't say, "Oh yeah, good luck trading him." You say, "No, like I believe in him." Blah blah blah. Like you do the hockey speak. That pissed me off, and I know it pissed off a lot of Leafs fans. And like, it's like. You don't think we're gonna, you? You just seem so ballsy and like, yeah, he's not going to trade my guy because then I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna play. I'm gonna I'm just gonna do this this and this. Like he just seemed like a spoiled brat to me. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm very jaded about this year. I'm gonna and I'm gonna just I'm gonna disagree. I think we're looking a little bit too much into it. Um, yeah, I disagree too. I think with that. Too. That's fine. That's fair. But like I, I again I had those same concerns with Mike, but I initially brought up that I think he's just. Like I understand the PR talk, right? Like the PR training, say the right thing. At the same time, these guys are emotional. They're human. They can make mistakes. They can slip up. It's just there's so many factors that go into it that Toronto media monster. Yeah, Toronto media monster. That's yeah, that's another thing. Um, okay, guys, we've got about nine minutes left. Uh, oh, so I want to kind of break down again. We've got free agency coming up in two days. We're gonna be yes. back at it here. Who do we have? I've actually got a chart listed up here, and I want to I want to bring this off to you guys really quick. Okay. So we have. <clears throat> Going into the next season currently, um, we have nine. We have ten forwards, but one of the forwards that is, of the ten is actually um, Adam Brooks, who may be a regular NHLer now. We don't know, but uh, I just want to kind of point that out to you guys that we have mm-hmm. ten forwards. Um, obviously, the two most notable gaps are the two left wing uh, positions because we are losing Thornton, Nick Foligno, Riley Nash, Alex Galchenyuk, maybe, and Zach Hyman, maybe. Um, so let's pretend just for argument's sake, Galchenyuk and Hyman aren't coming back. Okay. And the rest of them, I don't think are coming back. So those are the two that would be a maybe if I put, if we pull up a free agent list here, keep in mind, we also need a backup goaltender. I understand. Yep. Backup goaltender as well. Are there any players that you would try and, you know, really look for, for those three positions that come to mind on this list? Um, not sure if you guys have it open. I can send it to you guys yeah. here, but no. Um, one, there's two that I'm kind of looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, left mind, wing, actually, be, be cap space conscious. Yes, um, Zach Parise at 37 just got bought out by Minnesota. He mm-hmm. so he's at the tail end of his career. He's not going to be making a lot of money, mm-hmm. but he's just he's still playing like a solid player. He wasn't definitely not worth what he was making. Like he was like eight or nine million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. But if you get him on like a, he's thirty-seven, um, mm-hmm. you can put him on your second line at, for like two million bucks, three million bucks. He still puts up good numbers, at least he he was. You know that kind of reminds me of, obviously not at the same cost, but the Patrick Marlowe situation but, at thirty-seven. I know but you give he was him six. You give you do one year, do one you year, do one year, not three year, and then give up a first. Yeah, we do one year. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, the other uh, Brandon Saad from Colorado. That's what Colo- I was looking at. Yeah, yeah, because Colorado is trying to uh, sign Landis Cog. So if they do Landis Cog, they don't have the money to, to sign Saad as well. 
What's his cap hit? What's his cap hit? His last cap hit? Last year? Um, You know offhand? It's okay if you don't. I'm pulling it up. Last year, he was making... Oh, 6.5. He he had 6 million on the cap. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you get him for the same amount, like, kind of maybe convince him, hey, man, flat cap, do a bridge deal with us, do, like, two years at, at six... And then mm. maybe we'll give you something bigger when the cap starts going up. Um, well, that would definitely address a first line need or a second line need, either or. That'd be amazing. But uh, I think Brandon Sad would be a great pick. I also think, you know, maybe a cheaper option. This is kind of a weird one. Um, would be like a uh, like a Thomas Thomas yeah, Tatar type deal. Cheap or not cheaper? Sorry. Um, but yeah, those are those are two I'd look at. Mike, what do you what do you want for this offseason from the Leafs? Like, what do you think is a move they should make? It doesn't have to be for a player specific, but do you think they should do anything big going forward? Well, like it's it's hard to do something too big with the mm-hmm. cap hell we're in. But mm-hmm. you know, I I, I want to see some you know maybe some depth, but it's you know we're limited budget. Yep. Like I would love to see Felino come back and play a full year. Same. I just don't. I don't think it's going to happen, but mm. I wouldn't mind seeing that happen. Yep. But obviously backup goaltender, and it's hard to say because, you know, you usually think, oh, well, we can just ride Campbell out, but, you know, he's got injury-ish, like, pass, so yeah. mm-hmm. it's can risky go to go with, like, a meh goalie. You got to have somebody who can be kind of a 1B. At first I was against him. I'm like, no, let's just go all in on Campbell. Who cares who the backup is? But after thinking more about it, it's like you got to yeah. invest a little bit in it because just the injury, injury pass, so – you don't want to get screwed yep. and, you know, be down a goaltender and be running with, you know, like a Hutchinson. Nobody wants to see that in there. Yeah. Oh, like, God. Please. I'm not saying you need to go to a tandem, but it, yeah. you do need a solid Someone who's backup, not bad. Yeah. Right? Like, we all remember Garrett Sparks oh. as a backup. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, here, here, here you go, Brandon and Mike. Frederick Anderson, is he back next year as a backup? Yes no. or no? No. No. No, no, shot. no, 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 no. Yeah, because he, he already he's he's in talks with the Leafs. He wants five million bucks. No. What about like no, a no, Yaroslav no. Halak? That'd be great. Rask is up. Yeah, yeah, we drafted him. Where we he was a draft pick. Maybe <laughs> it's we'll a go back full circle. Is uh, Raycroft full available? Or? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> what about uh, James Reimer? You know, he's I, he actually is, I believe. I think he's a UFA. He is a UFA. I would actually be completely fine with that. <laughs> is he? If he's a backup, I'm, I'm okay with it. He's a backup. Yeah. If he's a backup, absolutely. But you know, ideally, like a Halak, I think for me would be a, my one of my top choices for a backup goalie. Yeah. A reasonable one that's not going to cost w- too much. What What do you guys uh, think about? Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, keep in, keep uh, in mind, guys. Nice, two minutes here. We got to wrap okay. up. What do you, okay, last thing then. Uh, what do you guys think about a tr- um, Leafs making a trade for Darcy Kemper from Arizona? I like him. Solid goalie. I like is, him a lot. I'm out. But I, I, I think he's almost, and I, I say this very gently, that he's almost too good for the current situation we're in just because we'd have to give up he, something kind of, you know, a roster piece, I would imagine, or another pick. And But I mean, he's great. He's a great I would option. be okay giving up picks because we're we're supposed yeah. to be in go for it mode. So mm. are picks, picks really necessary? Best. I would rather have a solid sure. goalie. Sure. Well, I'm actually pretty excited now for free agency. This is this is great, guys. Um, yeah. If you're so looking we, at the chart, there's a lot of people available. Yeah. So we're gonna be back at this. So, so correct me if I'm wrong. So free agency starts at twelve o'clock in the afternoon on Friday. Is that correct? Uh. He, Yes. Okay. So. Great. So we're gonna we're gonna meet again Friday evening, and uh, we're gonna yeah. discuss free agency, what the Leafs did, anything that was big uh, happening in the NHL. Um, this is this is awesome. Uh, can't wait to do more of these guys. This is actually this is pretty fun. An hour actually flew by. Yeah. And if uh, if uh, you know we're, we're here next year and they're making they're, they're gonna make the playoffs they're, they're gonna make the playoffs my goal is to Leafs have and them seven do Leafs and seven <laughs> Leafs and seven my Repeat my it. goal is by the end of this 
off season, I want to be I want to be confident enough to wear my jersey again. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I looked at my closet and I said, <laughs> "No, I'm still I still haven't forgiven them." No. I want to though. I want them to make some good moves. I want them to get some free agents. I want to make them some good signings. And I want to come on Friday evening and wear um wear my number thirty four, wear my number sixteen, just be proud about them. I'm not quite there there yet, but I want to get there. If the Le- I'll, I'll say this, close. If the least went around, I mean, it's going to be hard for me to care about the regular season. These podcasts yeah. are going to help a lot. Yes. If Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews can turn it around in the playoffs and they win around, we probably have a lot more optimism than we've than we've had here today. Yes. So I mean, I'm pretty sure we can all agree we want them to succeed. Yeah, we, yeah, we do. Like, we want them to play well. We want Mike them doesn't to get- want Marner though. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my bias though. So yeah, <laughs> go Rangers. Ooh, wrong podcast. All right, all right, guys. Uh, yeah, until next time, uh, we'll upload our next uh, content on Friday. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Get cracking, Dubis. Get cracking for the cracking. <laughs> oh, that's cheesy. See you later. <laughs>